RHD 107.9 Life. We are going to be chatting a whole about a whole bunch of things. I guess a whole bunch of things related to... We can't get away from the fact that we're living in this age of COVID-19. So we'll probably talk a bit about that today. Um, but I want to take a bit of a different view because I've been making the mistake of listening to a lot of news as I'm kind of like driving in and out of places. And it's usually like, it's depressing stuff. It's bad news stuff because, well, let's face it, you know, the whole COVID-19 is, you know not great you know it's really affected our world and really affected our daily lives in a lot of ways but there have been things that have been happening along the way through all this that perhaps we never would have done if it wasn't for um having this um experience sort of foisted upon us kind of against our will so i really want to kind of talk about that too and some of the the, the good things and the positive things that have come through all of that kind of stuff tom and rachel are the guest hosts here on guest guest hosts guest hosts not guests hosts guest hosts Yep. Here today on HD. Hey guys. Hey, we're the guest hosts. <laughs> we're the guest hosts. Guest hosts. <laughs> if ever we need hosts for our guests, you will be those aforementioned hosts. Oh, good. Because your guests, because your guest hosts. Yep, that's <laughs> us. <laughs> There it is. So, okay. Uh, of course, Tom and Rachel aren't here with me today because we no longer we can no longer share the room with anybody anymore that isn't our direct family. Can we? Like, is that can we even do that anymore? I don't know. Not really. No. I, no idea. Yeah, looks looking like a no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. So I really want to talk today a little bit with my guest's host about this idea of the positive things that are kind of coming out of the COVID-19 thing. And I've got to say, like, the one thing that is really good is that I'm actually, all of the things that I would ordinarily say at home, like just home stuff, like home jobs and things and, and those sorts of things, I would say that I'm definitely doing a lot more of those kind of things. And we had this big house renovation that was done at the end of last year. And there was a whole bunch of things that um, still needed to kind of be finished off like there was painting that needed to be done and all of the stuff that was uh, kind of like moved in for all the building stuff was put in our backyard so it kind of destroyed our backyard a little bit too so um, to actually sort of like go around and sort of like spend that time that really kind of you know it's really intentional time and you've got to block out like to do those kinds of things you need to block out three or four or five hours to do them yeah so but and ordinarily on a weekend i haven't got time for that stuff you know like there's always like a thousand other things going on so to actually spend the time to do that i even weather sealed my garage the other day i mean seriously <laughs> who does that you never would have done that if it wasn't for the coronavirus would you i know i'm saying these words aloud and they just sound preposterous to me i weather sealed my garage with a tube of stuff that I bought from Bunnings. And I went to Bunnings and I said, have you got any garage sealer? And they said, certainly, sir, just this way. Actually, that reminds me of a really funny story. There was this friend of mine <laughs> who I worked with. And uh, this is years ago this happened. We came back after a weekend and I saw him on the Monday. I said, how was your weekend? Just did passing. And he goes, exhausting, exhausting. And I said, really? Why exhausting? I'll give you a tip. Never wear a red polo shirt and jeans to bunny. (laughs) (laughs) He literally couldn't get away. It was like every other person was asking him for assistance as he was trying to get out. That sounds like a nightmare. So crazy stuff like that. And also, you know what? I reckon I'm probably um, catching up with my extended family more than I ordinarily would do. Because I think once we've gotten into that habit of using these kind of like online um, sort of like Teams and Zoom and all that kind of stuff, we're doing that more. Um, It's becoming just a lot easier just to kind of go, oh, you know, I'm going to call my sister. Oh, you know, I'm going to call my mum, you know, and, and do those sorts of things that I wouldn't usually 
spend a lot more time. So we're just spending a lot more time, not just in that kind of like thing where you like get together and you spend time and all that, but just the general little catch-ups that yeah. you have, just bits and pieces, just like talking through your day, um, which is kind of where all the really nice stuff happens and really that sort of stuff happens. So now that I talk about it more and more, I'm actually seeing a few more um, sort of like positive things coming out of this whole thing than I previously had done. And how about you, Rachel? What have you been kind of like getting up to? What have you seen happening in your life that um, is sort of like positive and different to what you um, might have before all this happened? Well, as you said, definitely catching up with extended family more, though mine are a bit more extended in that they live in the United States. <laughs> so I've been talking That's to my That's pretty uncle. extended. Yeah. That is pretty extended. Geographically <laughs> extended, yeah. Yeah, geographically. But yeah, I've been talking to them a little bit more. And as a result of talking to my uncle a lot, I have kind of found my way into the interest of the hobby of um, blacksmithing and forging. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Now I've I you know a long time ago Rachel I really tried to immunize myself against any surprise that might potentially come out of your <laughs> mouth but still <laughs> to say that you happen to have picked up forging and blacksmithing as just kind of like one of those little when you said before you said oh, I want to talk a little bit about a hobby that I've picked up I had sort of thought I don't know <laughs> Pokemon Go or yeah. I don't know I, I don't know what I was expecting Something like that. So how does well, how do we even get the gear for this? Yes. Oh yeah, that's a this hobby is still a matter of being able to financially um well get all the stuff, but I am very slowly working on accumulating money for that. Right. So you're seriously gonna go ahead with this and do this? Yep. Okay, so when you say you're developing the hobby, like what what are then are you actually doing if you don't have the stuff? Mostly researching at the moment, just okay. like finding out what kinds of metal I can use, how I can, if I even need a forge at the moment to build What is with. a forge? A forge is like a kind of, not an oven, but it's, okay, maybe an oven is like the best term for it. And yeah. it essentially um, is an enclosed space for a flame or fire to get really, really hot, as in hot enough to be able to burn. Not burn, but melt metal to some and degree. What, what inspired you to do this? Well, my uncle's a blacksmith, but I didn't know this before I started, um, before I actually like wanted to get into the hobby. So maybe it's just a park thing to do weird stuff all the time. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. So what does he do, your your uncle? Like, what, what does he blacksmith? Is that the uh, thing? Yeah, he says he does... Um, he showed me a lot of like decorative stuff. So like um, lots of like decorative things with horseshoes. Like he showed me a rack that was um, like for hanging stuff on made out of horseshoes. And if that's not the most Midwestern thing. So it's it's a rack made of horseshoes. Yeah, pretty much, but it looks super cool. It's kind of a little bit Inception-y too, isn't it? Because wouldn't you ordinarily put horseshoes on a rack? Yeah, So this is kind of like, this is defying expectations going, what if, right, go yeah. with me. <laughs> what if the horseshoes were the rack <laughs> and we hung shelving off the horseshoes? Hey, bro, I heard you like horseshoes, so I got some horseshoes for your horseshoes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your horseshoes. Here you go. Oh, man, that's oh. too good. That's too good. Now, uh, Tom, we were just having a bit of a chat off air, and you were talking about one of these long-lost childhood treasures yes. that you thought was were, were gone, were, were had just vanished into, into like, the black hole of suburban life which there is there is such a thing believe me and you better stay away from that thing because it's got a real real suction on it but uh <laughs> but this did happen to you and then you found this thing years later yeah well it was my favorite pen when i was like 
I want to say like about 10 or something like that. It was a kangaroo. It was like one of those novelty pens. It was a boxing kangaroo that if you press a button, it like punched midair sort of thing. I thought it was so cool. I used to use it for right. everything. But then I lost it. But then I reckon it was a few years ago. I found it again. But the thing is, I've lost it again now. So it's back in the, it's back in the <laughs> oh, black no. hole. Just, you know. So, okay. How about where did you lose it the first time? Um, where was it when you found it? That's a good question. I think it was in just somewhere deep in like a drawer or something in my room. Just somewhere, just somewhere in the black hole, I reckon. Yeah. So it was deep in a drawer, so it could have like potential chronicles of Narnia overtones to it. Potentially, <laughs> yeah. Potentially. So if you literally, if you like, climb into that drawer <laughs> and cross over to the other side, yeah, then uh, your pen may be over there. It just, may be you know, back just there. Be now. wary. Don't eat any Turkish delight being offered to you by women on like horse-drawn carriages or whatever. Okay, thank you. Good advice. It's like Tilda Swinton. Yeah, exactly. Especially if Tilda Swinton's there, seriously, give her a, what do you call it? Be like, ah, no thanks, Why, why birth to Tilda Swinton? Yeah, yeah, not today. No, no, no. no I'm going to go well, I take my dog to the dentist. I'm That's sorry. It. That's it. <laughs> Okay, so the reason that we were talking about this is that there's been a, a thing in the news. This is another one of these COVID-19s, I guess, good news stories. So three years ago, right, uh, a, new, a guy from New York and his wife, they were visiting South Florida when, as they were eating, his wedding ring slipped off his finger and went through. The restaurant has like wooden floorboards, but they've got a gap in like a gap in them. They're sort of like this more colonial looking. And it went straight through the wooden floorboards and gone. Like literally oh, just no. went off his finger. And so they freaked out. They they didn't know, know what to do. They went to the owner and said, look, the thing's fallen off my finger. It's gone through the floorboards. And he said, well, I have no idea. It's all sealed. And, you know, I wouldn't even know where to begin kind of like going and looking for that. I'm really sorry. Um, and this was like a really precious thing because it had been inscribed for them and all that kind of stuff. So they were like totally devo about the whole thing. But of course, the one thing that's been happening a lot since the coronavirus thing has happened and all the restaurants have been forced to close is that while they're doing all of their takeaway stuff out the front, they're also doing renovations. They're taking the opportunity to do renovations. So um, this restaurant's called Coconuts, by the way. <laughs> and isn't that, wouldn't that be a bad thing? You'd lose your wedding ring, but you'd lose it in a place called Coconuts. There you go. So one of the things that they were looking at replacing was this big decking patio, which was all, all wooden. So... The decking's pulled up, but it's not... And so, yeah, you know, spoiler, they find the wedding ring. It's there um, in the floorboards. But they're also finding, like, all of this other stuff. They're finding $100 notes under there. Ooh. And they're also fighting Ooh. antique gold coins, like, from yonks ago. Like, looking at this guy, and this doesn't look like any gold coin that we remember. Oh, my God. So they put the wedding ring on Facebook to see who's going to kind of, like, you know, if anyone knows of it so it then becomes this big viral shared post has anyone like lost their wedding ring and the person uh the, the the wife lisa who's mentioned on the inscription said hey i'm lisa this is my husband's wedding ring and they go and claim it but the one thing that i just like this thing about this story i love more than anything else and it's a shame that that riley um riley cooper who was going to be on the show today but um she's just started a new job um, and working through the day when we're recording so she can't make it. Hey, Riley, if you're listening. But something that I thought you'd really like as a big um, sort of like hospitality worker for years and years past is that they got the $100 notes and they uh, cashed in the gold coin, which was from 1855. Oh, and they got $2,000 for the coin. 
and they put it all in the tip jar for all of the hospitality workers to share in. Oh, that's nice. Which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. That's amazing. Yeah, slightly good news story there. A a better news story. You know what that reminds me of, James? Uh, That story that you shared a couple of weeks ago of that mixtape that was lost and it was found in the museum. Oh, the mixtape. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was a crazy story. Yeah. So, uh, now, how did that go again? That someone had lost a mixtape. They'd lost it in the ocean while they were on holiday as a child. And uh, like somehow lost it in the sea. Yeah. And then 20 or 30 years later, they were visiting a gallery in a different city in a different country. And the mixtape was there as part of like a found objects exhibition by an artist, uh, which was crazy, crazy. Imagine, so um, Hopefully my boxing kangaroo pen locks up in a gallery sometime. That's what I have to hold on to. That's the hope I'm holding on to at the moment. Yeah, I wonder what sort of <laughs> exhibition it would be. The tacky Australian memorabilia <laughs> exhibition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, now, Tom Basso, I am just thoroughly loving at the moment um, listening to the bits on the news where they go, and now we go to so-and-so for sport. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> dude, there's no sport. <laughs> Woo, sport. It's just a sad reminder to <laughs> me every sports. time I watch the news. But you got to admit, like, clearly the, the sports reporters now, they're desperate. Yes. They've got nothing. So it's all of these things about going, and the AFL will be forced to make players take a pay cut. It's going, mm, I don't know if this is sport so much. Because they're bringing all of the same sporting kind of uh, tone and timber to the, to, to the whole reporting thing. So they make it sound like it's really urgent and it's like going, you know, yeah, so the... The head of the AFL is rah, 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 this, that, and the other. But you won't believe so-and-so came in on the inside and took it from me. It's all got all of this kind of like urgency to the whole thing. But you were saying, Tom, you're still watching the sports shows, which I can't believe are still on. I am, Actual dedicated sports shows. I am watching dedicated AFL shows every single, multiple shows every single week. Almost every night of the but week. what still. are they talking about? Well... They're kind of talking about the same thing they did last week and the week before and the week before that, and it's just layers and layers on the same thing. But I'm still... It's just a nice reminder to me that, you know, because I can't watch sport. This is the only thing that's sort of connected me to sport at the moment. But, yeah. So, last week... week, Gary, last week on the show, we were talking about how nothing was happening with Geelong. (laughs) Now, I just want to give you an update on that story. Nothing is still happening with Geelong. (laughs) Yeah, and nothing, nothing is still happening, happen. but it's a week later. It's, that's really not Can you much, believe that, Gary? Can you believe it? Exaggeration, I'm afraid. <laughs> and they're, they're playing old games as well, but I'm still watching them, even though I've seen them a thousand times. That's the other thing I'm doing. Because, so. of course, yeah, of course, yeah, they could still do a rerun again. You know, the suspense would kill you, I suppose, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, so it's. Uh, the, the whole story is about when it's going to return, and no one knows, so just talk about that endlessly, and no one's got any idea. So it's, it's interesting TV, but. Yeah, yeah right. So I heard. Were you on the takeover the other night um, with uh, with Maz, uh, and you were doing like a rundown on it was sort of like their 150. Oh yeah, yeah. Sort of like greatest Port Adelaide players of all time or something like that. Yeah, Port Adelaide are doing a because Port's 150th year, not a great year to have it, but um, and they're doing okay. a list of their top 150 players, and we had David Hutton on uh, who made the list. So that's that's our that's our you know sort of talking about sports still. We have to talk about sports. No, it was a good, it was a it was a great show. Like I really enjoyed it, and I think that the um this is kind of like that moment. This is kind of like the moment that I guess sports trivia people, sports historians, and sports statisticians have been like dreaming about <laughs> their whole lives. It's like sport is cancelled. Here is your moment. This is your time. There's been about a thousand different lists in from all like the media people. They're just doing lists galore. So they're doing lists about everything. However, like there's one place 
where sport is still continuing, is still going ahead. And it, of course, is Taiwan. Um, right. I bet, I bet you guys you were like thinking that anyway. I'm, I'm not really. Oh, yeah. Really too much the bag. Okay. So here's what's happened. So Taiwan has launched its baseball season, like just launched it just recently. But what it's done is it's trying to maintain the same feel as what it ordinarily would with like a stadium full of spectators, right? So what they've done is they filled the um, stadium with mannequins and cardboard cutouts of fans, <laughs> and they're, but they're wearing face masks, so it looks legit, right? Okay. Um, so uh, and they've like dressed all of them up in team merch as well. Oh, that's so awesome. So they definitely it looks like oh. the, the the whole the whole thing is there. So uh, with all these other countries cancelling their sporting events, they've decided to buck the trend and hold games. So there's photographs. You can actually see them on the internet and they are creepy to say the least. That's the most charitable <laughs> thing I could say. It's creepy. I love that. Um, uh, so they were dressed in the colours and the merchandise of the home team. Um, and of course, you already knew this. The Rakutan Monkeys. Oh, yes, of course. Um, of course, yes. Oh, and they've also got, like, um, uh, instead of actually having people sort of, like, in the stadium, like, if you go to, like, an Adelaide United game, there'll always be those people at the end who've got the big drums, and they'll do that big chant thing uh, that they that they do uh, where it is. But they've they've gotten robots to do that. So uh -huh. um, so the robots, so they've got the mannequins there and the, and the robots are playing the drums. Um, mm. But get this, like, best laid plans go to waste. You can never, ever imagine anything because um, even though they'd prepared for everything that could possibly happen, the season was due to begin and then it rained. It downpoured completely. Oh, oh no. They oh had to cancel gosh. the game anyway <laughs> oh, no. because it was an open-air stadium and it was like waterlogged. So they're now going to be coming back, redoing the game again, best they can, with the mannequins and hopefully a dry stadium. So. Hopefully we do that in Australian sport, we get a bit of mannequin action. I know we might have fake crowd noises, but I reckon the mannequins are the way to go. Tom Basso, Rachel Park, have been the guest host here on the show. It's been fantastic having you on, guys. Oh, thank you. Always a pleasure to be here and it's ramble been... endlessly. <laughs> we have been joining today through Microsoft Teams. It's been lovely to see you, Tom. It's been lovely to stare at the big R disc. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, I woke up from a nap. No one, no, I'm not subjecting anyone to that nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like you're looking at this sort of like uh, the way it looks on the screen is really funny because it's like this R, but uh, very occasionally yeah. it'll kind of like pulse, and it's like you're the uh, you're like the computer from two thousand and one, like. <laughs> oh, you just oh, you just you glowed when you did that. That was a bit ominous. <laughs> Beware! Beware! Oh yeah! Humans. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Definitely. We are here every Wednesday night from 9, every Saturday night from 10. Stay tuned to 107.9 Live for more of your music. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, uh, Apple, SoundCloud, Google, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, Spotify, that's also a podcast platform and a very popular one too. If you like to go there, go there. We will see you again in a few days. Bye. 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 Hey, everybody, this is Matt Marr. You're listening to RHD Radio. 107.9 Live. I believe in the sun.